Welcome back to the Real Girl Podcast. If you are new here, warm welcome. I'm your host, Rose, and we are on episode two of the Becoming Her series. This series is all about becoming the most magnetic, most authentic version of yourself so that you can align with the ideal lifestyle or create the most high vibrational relationships in your reality. I'm going to be sharing my secrets and steps that I took to create a magnetic aura along my journey because I used to have a very dim light before I embarked on my personal journey of self-discovery and I want to share that with you today so if you are interested in that this episode is just for you. I remember I was in high school and I came home one day and I put my things down and I just laid on my bed and I visualized the woman that I am today. I wondered about how she is, what is her life like, what does she do for work, does she own a business, do we fulfill our dreams, are we in a beautiful relationship, like what does your life look like? And so I took out my laptop and I found a website called Future Me and I wrote a letter to myself today and it wasn't to be opened until 2022 so I opened it and I cried my ass off because the answer is yes, we fulfilled our dreams. We did the things that we promised ourselves we would fulfill in this lifetime. And I think about this all the time because these were the years in my life, if you haven't read my story on my website, where I share my battles with depression in my younger years and how I overcame that. And in my darkest days, I had my imagination. I had God. I had the presence of the creator right there without even knowing it and that was the very beginning of this journey where I had that super dim aura but I always wanted more and I always visualized myself having more so I want to get into the steps that I began to take to align with the woman that I am today when I was in my darkest days. If it can work then, it can definitely work now. You will not regret staying until the end of this episode because I promise to share my gems with you. So what is an aura anyway, right? It is your electromagnetic energy and us as humans, we are electromagnetic beings. So this field functions on the different families of consciousness, your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual families. The reason I call it that is because have you ever seen in a cartoon or something someone having an angel and a devil on their shoulder and they're trying to make a decision and they're both basically disagreeing with each other and giving each other different points of view? You'll notice you will have these conversations with yourself where you'll be like, Mm, for example, should I reach out to them? No, no, it's not right. Or no, it's not time. But I really want to. You have families of consciousness. There are many, many different bodies that are active all at once. And I know that sounds super crazy to think about. Like, wait, do I have multiple personalities? <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. What you have are different families of awareness that are always constantly working together to align you on a certain path based on your decision. So your aura's strength is going to be self-awareness. That's what it's powered by. And the more you expand 
expand your self-awareness, the more you go within yourself and you work on yourself, the brighter it gets and the more it expands. And as it expands, the more magnetic you become. I believe that the electromagnetic field is powered from the heart space and it radiates from that point. As I said, we are electromagnetic, so our auras will naturally attract energies as people and situations that we need for our own spiritual growth. And believe me, there's no such thing as bad timing or wrong timing. It's always at the right time, whether your analytical mind is on board with that or not. This is actually why everyone that we meet is someone to either learn from and grow from or to teach them something. And this can manifest in many different ways. So in physics, sympathetic resonance is a good example of how a human aura works. Think of someone playing a piano and they strike one particular chord, let's say chord C. All of those same other chords on the piano will vibrate too. It's frequency communication that creates a match. And I think of my aura as my energy signature. And so I will repel or attract you depending on your energy signature nothing more or less. If we step outside of ourselves, we'll realize that no one is actually wrong or right for this reason. We're just either aligned or we are not. So I always say energy speaks and it's much louder than words. When you walk into a room, your energy introduces itself before you do. Before you open your mouth, before you do anything, your energy is communicating to that room. So it manifests before you even open your mouth. And the truth is, if you want to experience a great, amazing, abundant life and beautiful relationships, you should aim to be magnetic. So here's exactly how to do that. Number one, the law of detachment. What is the law of detachment, first of all? This makes you incredibly magnetic. The law of detachment is my favorite universal law because this is coming from a place of living from within rather than the illusion of living from without like most people. And when you think of the mind and the way that it clings to its own ideas and delusions and it sees people as objects and it wants to keep and hold on to everything, which is a complete delusion, right? That the mind feeds and identifies with. This creates a state of suffering. This creates a victim reality and perception of it. But when you let go and you live from within and you realize that everything is experience, everything just is, everything is perfect as it is, and you have this non-dualistic point of view, meaning you see happiness in sadness as life experience, as the soul carrying out its curriculum, you detach and and you're able to embrace the present moment for what it is, whether it lasts forever or it doesn't. The point is that you are experiencing right now in this moment. You are bearing witness to whatever it is that you are feeling. And this could be anything, you guys, happiness, sadness, anger. All of these things are what make up your life experience as a whole. You don't just get one thing sometimes 
one thing another time. And the reason I say this is the heart, because it loves and it only knows love, that means it knows empathy. That means it knows suffering too. So while you believe to be happy simultaneously, your heart, because it's connected to all things, you are experiencing some form of sadness within you because they exist simultaneously. And what the mind does is shield you from that pain, shield you from the world of suffering that you currently live in or witness. You know, poverty, starvation, there's war, there's deaths, there's loss. There's a lot of pain in this dimension that people feel constantly and we are connected to it because we are electromagnetic, like I said, and because this is all a unified field, even if we can't understand it, even if we can't see it, even if we convince ourselves that we are happy, there's a part of us that still feels that empathy, that still feels that suffering simultaneously. And the problem with the manifestation community that I see is that everything is about being positive and thinking positive. And so I have another episode where I talk about frequency and how it really works. And it really has nothing to do with happiness or just never experiencing anger. It has to do with your frequency and what you do with it, how you alchemize it. Because you have the ability to do this. But understand that it's never about just being happy. It's never about not experiencing suffering at all. It's about understanding that these are things that are happening right now all at once, just like the sun and moon. There's darkness on one side of the world and light on the other side of the world, and both are happening at the same time. So this, to me, is what the law of detachment is all about, is understanding that the mind is just clinging to an idea that I have. Maybe I convinced myself that someone was supposed to be around forever. Maybe I convinced myself that this thing or this destination will fulfill me and make me happy. These are my own ideas, and this is where the suffering comes from. Even being hungry is a form of an idea that I have. And in this way, starvation exists, and starvation is a state of suffering. This is how I see it and I'm not going to sit here and just tell you don't care about anything, go about your life, go about your way because I would be lying to you. The truth is because you are a human being, you care at some level and it's okay to do that and it's amazing to do that and in fact it makes you more magnetic to carry that compassion in your heart and not be so closed off and sealed off to feelings. So that's what I'm going to address in this episode. The way that I use the law of detachment is by understanding a couple of things. There's another universal law in this that I use to make detachment much easier for me. I have this unwavering faith in God and my soul carrying out what it's meant to. And allowing myself to just be in the flow of life really helps put me in my feminine energy and allows for me to be receptive to whatever might be next. Whatever is next for my life, I'm completely ready to receive that because of this flow state. So the law of substitution basically says whatever you lose or perceive yourself to have lost will be replaced with something even better. You just have to trust this. It's almost like as if God or the universe makes a deal with you and says, if you trust this, you trust this loss that you are currently experiencing or this loneliness or whatever it might be that doesn't feel too good to you because of your mind's ideas, 
right? Your attachment to something, your analytical mind creating the suffering for you, right? It's like a promise saying, trust me. I will deliver if you put all of your faith in me, if you let go. And I've experienced this a couple times in my life. And you probably have too. It's just a matter of how much you pay attention. So this is what really helps me carry this detached energy. And it's very attractive because I'm not out to control anyone. And it's like this quote that I saw the other day that says, if it comes, let it. If it goes, let it. I'm just in this flow state and I completely trust in the universe to bring me the things that I need along my journey at the very time that it presents itself to me. And secondly, understanding that I don't leave with anything in this life. I don't get to take anything with me. This helps me a ton because it serves as a reminder to stay humble, which of course connects me deeper with my magnetic field because again, we're speaking of the heart. Remember this one word when it comes to increasing your magnetism, and that's going to be compassion. This creates radiance in you because the truth of your nature is empathetic. We are all empaths, okay? All of us. There's not people that aren't. There's people that are empaths in the negative polarity as narcissists. And I talk about how they seek love themselves too. All of us do. We seek connection because underneath all of this BS, all of our masks, all of the ego's ways of protecting itself, which we should thank it for that. But the way that it protects itself in this world, right? If we could just remove all of those things. All we will see is love. All we will see is perfection. That's it. Regardless of the wars, the deaths, the suffering in this world, if we were to remove all of it, we would see it for the perfection that it is. This is life, the experience. On earth, the things that we can witness, the things that manifest itself, are all a part of these cycles of life. And we should be thankful to experience this, first of all, because this is all a temporary experience. And because of that, it's truly a gift. I don't have all of the answers. I'm just sharing things that I have discovered so far and things that have come to me even in the form of downloads. And I just want to give that back to you. The law of detachment is not about telling yourself that you don't give a fuck. It's much deeper than that. You do care and you're lying to yourself, telling yourself that you don't. It's about acceptance and letting go because of that acceptance. This is also what developing a mindset of abundance is all about. It's like you know that you are never going to run out of opportunities. You know that you're never going to be deprived of a new experience. You just have to allow yourself to receive them and that's it because they're going to show up for you. They're going to present itself. The question is, are you ready to receive? Are you ready to let go and let God? That's it. So this is all about having a mindset of abundance, right? You lose one thing, you know it's going to be replaced. You trust that it could even be something better. You trust that redirection is protection, right? So yeah, you guys, this makes you incredibly magnetic. You cannot be held down. And I think that's beautiful. So number two, stop playing the victim of reality. This helps with confidence and gratitude. 
so much because this whole perception of why me or why does everybody else get to do that or have that and not me you are playing in victim mode you're stuck in the analytical mind in your masculine energy which means you are imbalanced and of course this affects your aura in so many different ways you're basically here to play gymnastics borderline because it's all about creating that balance within yourself so I like to think of life like some game of gymnastics because <laughs> damn that's what it kind of is I mean if you think about it and it's not just this thing that you do once it's constant and this is why inner work is so important you might as well just make it a part of your routine there's nothing wrong with that People think that you're going to reach this point where everything is perfect and you're super happy and you're never sad and you never experience lows, but that's not true at all. So long as we exist in the manifestation arena, right, or real life in the world of matter, you are in the wheel of karma, otherwise known as the zodiac wheel or the Maseroth. You are carrying something out. You are still at the hand of your creator. The only two things you can control are your attitude and your responses here. That's it. You're in the wheel of karma. So you don't need to question things because God has a plan that he's carrying out with or without your knowledge or acceptance. The plan is going to be carried out and you have to trust it. I promise this is a game changer. So there are many things to be grateful for as well if you just change your way of looking at things. There's a quote that I love so much and it really just helped open my eyes and it says, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. All you have to do is that and you'll realize that you have more than enough to be grateful for right now in this moment. So start focusing on what you do have. Do you have a car? Do you have clean water? Do you have a roof over your head? A comfortable bed? Do you get to sleep peacefully at night without a worry in the world when you go to sleep? Little things like this. What about your relationships? Are the people that you love still around even if they annoy you? And another thing, develop admiration for others that might have more than you because it's so common for people to be jealous instead. So in a world of jealousy, be that unicorn that sees it as inspiration. Because again, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Therefore, your experiences become more beautiful because they are aligned with the way that you are perceiving the world. And what happens is you transmute this jealousy to inspiration. And let's be honest, real queens know how to turn pain into power, know how to turn darkness into light and surrender comparisons because the truth is comparison kills joy kills inspiration and it sucks and to be honest with you it doesn't even make sense to begin with we are all on separate journeys even if we are all interconnected we are still separate strings of consciousness we're not here to be the same we're not here to carry things out psychologically we want to be the same because we want a sense of belonging if you've ever studied psychology, there's something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, and he speaks of this, how human beings have a need to belong. Sure, but this is just in the mind of creation, that we need to feel a sense of belonging. The truth is, we do belong, and we're already connected. The ego wants to be validated. 
So this is why you have that psychological need because you need validation at some level. So try being happy for someone else for once. And if you are at point A, don't compare yourself to someone's point D or E or whatever. Like seriously, because I did this when I first started my business. I would question myself, like, am I doing everything right? Because it seems like these people are so successful and I'm not yet. But this is ridiculous. I was like two months into business, literally my first business. I was two months deep into it comparing myself to people that were like four years, five years deep. That's crazy now that I think about it. So just remember, like everyone is at different points. Everyone has different journeys and we should embrace each other and create a deep sense of understanding for each other and support. I promise you this goes much further than just being jealous. You are perpetuating someone's success doing that anyway. Seriously, because you are validating their success. If someone is saying, look at that girl, look at that guy, they have everything they want in this world, you're perpetuating that. And that's amazing. Thank you. When people hate on me, I remember that. I'm like, they're just validating the fact that I'm doing well. So jealousy in this way is still serving another person, but it's not serving you. It is not serving you and your growth in your mind and the way that you move throughout life. What it's doing is serving the other person, but you are killing yourself in your inspiration and this needs to stop, especially amongst women. Number three might come natural to some of you depending on your placements, especially my Venus and Aries, Libra, Virgo. I forgot who else, but the point is this comes natural to many of us, but for others, it might not. And you might need to develop that, especially if you have a past that links this to pain for whatever reason. But amplifying your magnetic field is linked to your sexual energy. So you can harness it and create an iconic sex appeal. And this makes you so, so, so magnetic. Okay. And it's more than just being desired and sought after and radiating passion, right? It's more than that. It is something that attracts people to you. It's almost like this invitation and not in a negative way, not like violate me type of way, but it's very inviting because again, when you have this open magnetic aura, others pick up on this signal telepathically. So it draws people to you. Here's how to do that. Be comfortable in your own skin and don't be afraid to embrace and express your sexuality. So if you are the type of person that feels really weird to just like be naked at home and maybe self-pleasure, start practicing that and getting comfortable with your body and telling yourself how beautiful it is and how amazing you look and how soft your skin feels. It's okay to do that. I promise it's not weird and creepy. We need to start embracing our bodies because there is so much shame that just circles around in this society. If we want to change this, it starts with us and being self-expressed and free and comfortable in our own skin. How can we radiate sex appeal when we're self-conscious, when we don't feel good about ourselves, when we're constantly seeking validation, when we need someone to tell us if we're beautiful or if our naked bodies are desirable? Who gives a fuck? 
do you find your naked body desirable? Or is your mind once again creating an idea based on a commercial you saw or something in a magazine or something some guy said or some girl, whatever? How do you feel about you? How do you feel when you look in the mirror and you're naked? If it's anything other than I'm beautiful and attractive and hot as fuck, I'm going to need you to start doing some mirror work. Look in the mirror and start telling yourself, this is gorgeous. My skin is so soft. Look at how attractive I am. Just start talking to yourself. I promise you, eventually you'll believe it. And that's what it's all about. Perception. Because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Secondly, learn the art of light flirting and use it to build connection with those around you, not for manipulation. Don't use flirting to manipulate people. Use it to connect with them. This is my favorite thing to do. I lightly flirt. You know I'm not throwing myself at you when I flirt. I'm connecting with you. There's a different type of frequency that radiates from me when I'm light flirting. You know, tell someone how beautiful they look today or how cute their voice is or just any little thing, you know, crack a little joke with them, maybe a little smile, just light flirting. It's so beautiful because again, it shows that you are open and inviting. And no, this doesn't mean people just get access to your energy. It just makes you more approachable, more feminine, right? And third, one of my favorites, perfume and body butters. I am telling you, if my energy does not leave an imprint on you, my scent will, and you will never forget me. Have a signature scent, you guys. It could be anything. If you don't like those strong scents like I do, which I could never personally understand why, because, oh my god, like, I know how the brain works when it comes to scent and memory, and you guys, I'm telling you, but if you're not into this type of thing, I understand that too. I believe that the body might have a particular scent as it is anyway. If you've ever worn someone's hoodie or something, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you're into perfumes and body butters, oh my gosh, it's such a game changer. You always smell good. You release those pheromones, right? And you do this naturally anyway, but there are perfumes that are loaded with pheromones and make you more desirable and more magnetic. I have a signature perfume at this point. It's called Misty Ore, and it smells like a dream. I've tried so many different perfumes, I promise, like Chanel Number no. 5 and all of these other amazing ones. And I have stuck with my main one for years now, Misty Ore. It's got a little bow on the bottle, and it's pink. And it smells so good to me. And when you see me and you meet up with me, you know that that's her, right? That's Rose because that's her scent. I'm actually thinking about changing it in this season of my life just because I've stuck with it for so long. But my point is I have a signature scent and it's a game changer. Even though it seems like such a small step to take, pick out your favorite body lotions, your favorite scents and stick to it and you're going to leave a mark. You're going to leave an imprint. And if you don't want to stick to one thing, you're more diverse, always smell good. Make sure your hygiene is on point, of course. And when you walk past someone, you smell like a dream. You'll find that it's the little things that amplify your auric field. And for men and women, this is a must know. Okay, so if you are a guy listening to this, take notes. 
if you are a woman listening to this, there's something I need you to know about yourself. A woman's desire is based upon how she is feeling. So whatever a woman energetically receives, she will multiply. So as a woman to harness sexual energy, our relationships and environment are incredibly important because they affect the temperatures of your water energy, your feminine energy, right? Your natural flow state, which is all about being receptive. You are the receiver. The way that you can keep the sexual energy high is by keeping your water energy simmering. You live in ways that make you feel good. You avoid feeling exhausted by knowing when to relax because you are true to how you feel and connected with your body and intuition. And the warmer your sexual energy is, the more open and receptive you are. And of course, this amplifies your auric field because and of course this amplifies your auric field because you are connecting more with feeling which is of course all about the heart space and connecting with source energy just keep this in mind do things that feel good and don't give energy to things that don't be protective of your energy and set boundaries and do not feed anything that does not feel pleasurable to you so we can take the o method for example this is basically when you are about to have an orgasm but you don't let go you use it for creative energy instead because if you notice after you let go you're kind of tired or you're just not as in the feeling as you were before, you can hold on to it and transmute it to manifest by using your imagination, by using it to just amplify your frequency. This is a great way to keep your energy high. A lot of people that are living their dream lives, you guys, I'm just going to say this, are extremely sexual and extremely sexually active with a partner. Sometimes it's with multiple people. If that's how they're choosing to live their life. I'm not going to sit here and judge. I, I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to sit here and judge. Just have an understanding that your body is sacred and your fluids are very sacred. So do your best to remember that and don't just go spilling energy all over the place. This is about feeling amazing in life and embracing the present moment. And sometimes as human beings, our mind can cloud that. So it's important to do things that stimulate us. And if you are ashamed of these things in any way whatsoever, if you are triggered by these things, then there is likely an association to pain from the past that can be healed and you can transmute those things because you are an alchemist. You will know if this triggers you, if that's something you feel inspired to work on. And I really hope that you do because this is an amazing way to connect with the inner self and become more radiant. So number four, uniqueness. I call this a purple elephant. What makes you the most beautiful is what makes you unique. With a distinctive look, you become unforgettable. A signature scent or hairstyle, anything to set you apart and stand out. I talk about in previous episodes how people are so afraid to do this. They don't want to stand out. They want to look like everyone else, right? And I kind of fell for this too in life. Before I embarked on my journey of self-discovery, I got a boob job. 
And honestly, I love my body so much. But yeah, I got a boob job, you guys. Because I was like, I would like some bigger boobs. And honestly, this helped me in my line of work. If not many of you know, I was a dancer in Vegas in Miami and Houston at very high-end clubs and I made tons of money as a dancer in my early 20s and obviously when I first came out with this news I was discredited I was shamed because you know how can I speak of spirituality if you have a boob job or if you were a dancer you know nothing right you were makeup even like it's crazy the comments that I got because we create these ideas of what someone is supposed to look like or what someone is supposed to be like even. And it's crazy because how are you supposed to be a woman of change and inspiration? And in your feminine energy, if you are afraid to rock the boat, if you are afraid to challenge the status quo, naturally that's what you're here to do is create a new Christology, create a new way of thinking. How are you going to do that if you only want to blend in? You're not going to stand out. You're afraid to shake things up. You're afraid to be that purple elephant. And I was like this too for a long time. And then I realized, you know what? I'm going to continue being me while being the spiritual woman that I am. And I know it makes people confused and scratch their heads when they look at me because they think I'm supposed to be stupid and disconnected. They think I'm supposed to be vain and nothing more because I care about my appearance. But surprise, surprise, you know what I mean? If people want to attack you and shame you, you let them because you understand that's a projection. It's a programming. You have been taught to conform, to follow other people, to look like everyone else. And you guys, I promise it's okay to just do you and look the way you look. I would probably cover up if I entered a temple out of respect for whatever beliefs I'm entering into. And that's about it. Other than that, I'm going to be me. I'm going to look like me. And when I open my mouth, you're going to be like, what the hell? And your way of thinking is going to change because of my state of being. So uniqueness is beautiful. It amazes me every day because we all just want to look the same, but embrace your natural features. They're beautiful. They were given to you as a gift from source energy. If you feel any sense of judgment toward me from my appearance, it might sound weird coming from a girl like me. But believe me when I say this, love yourself just the way you are. You are beautiful in your uniqueness and the world will conform to your beliefs, not the other way around. You don't need to conform to the world's beliefs. And that's something that I had to learn myself. And believe me, it was not a fun lesson for me. It was very difficult, but never let someone shame you for the way that you look or the things that you decide to do. You know, I am one of those people that will tell you if you want to enhance your looks, you can do that because at the end of the day, how you feel is the most important thing because your essence is the most important thing in this world. Your vitality, the way that you give back to others is through your vitality. Do what you have to do to feel good about yourself and kill the noise. Who cares? So here's how you can start to develop this. You can embrace natural features and accentuate them however you please. You can be proud of your uniqueness. That's one of my favorite things to do. I have this appearance, I feel like. I look 
Middle Eastern and I'm not even fully half Middle Eastern for example I am 100% Latina but I have some Middle Eastern in my blood too just not enough to say I'm Middle Eastern but let me tell you that small percentage has taken over all of my looks I look like a woman that could be Persian or just somewhere exotic and that's my look who cares I don't want to change myself to look more American. I'm not inspired by fitting in. So that's an example. And I, of course, had to learn that lesson too because I almost wanted to blend in with everyone else. But no, I love it here. And yeah, embrace it. Embrace yourself, your beauty. Number five, charisma and charm. You can develop a magnetic personality which reflects your aura by releasing tension or anxiety when meeting new people or simply just walking into a room. This is a little mind trick. Flip the script and ask yourself if these people meet your standards, if these people deserve your attention and your sacred energy. Are these people aligned with the highest version of yourself? Are they radiating kindness, empathy, honesty, loyalty? If yes, then give your energy to those people. So you can flip the script when you walk into a room. Instead of looking down, instead of feeling intimidated, flip the script. And when you do this long enough, eventually your mind gets with it because it's all about programming and it requires repetition and little habits and routines that you create for yourself. And another way to create more of this is when you are open, kind, and carry a sense of humor, of course not being goofy, there's a difference, but having a little sense of humor is absolutely amazing because like I said before, you draw others and opportunities to you naturally. You don't have to chase. You instead become a magnet to these opportunities. People want to be around you because you feel good to be around. You have an amazing aura and people love being in it. And I know you're probably thinking, wait, this is going to attract energy vampires that want to feed off of my aura. But the truth is, your mind can tell itself some crazy stuff. Like, I used to think when a man's ego was super inflated just from being around me, because this has happened to me before, they start acting all egoic and high and mighty being around me and it would annoy me but the truth is it's complimentary when you make a man feel good in this way to feel ambitious and you inspire him to go after his goals just from being in your energy or even someone else they might be in a bad place in life and they need that inspiration just from being in your energy it's okay let them do what they do you're not responsible for someone's actions you're just responsible for your own and your own state of being so stop worrying about what people do with your beautiful sacred energy you stay true to yourself and many doors will open up for you to walk through if of course you are aware when they do open up for you and you have the courage to walk through them but that's another topic so doing this shows your ability to connect with other people and it's naturally just more appealing to us as human beings. 
So it's okay to have a little sense of humor. It doesn't make you goofy. It doesn't make you corny. I promise. I love laughing. I love joking and just even sometimes laughing at stupid memes. I give myself permission to do that because I'm being authentic to who I am and other people can feel that. Believe me. Honestly, a short way of saying this is just don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. If you're the clumsy type like me, I can be clumsy at times. It's okay. Someone will find it really cute. Trust me. Number six, vulnerability. This makes you relatable to people. And again, it makes you stand out in a world driven by fear, in a world that's so afraid to be open and honest with another person because they fear judgment or they fear appearing weak when this is just the manifestation of a wounded masculine energy. And I'm not sure how it became so dominant in this society, but it has. And I feel like this also ties into uniqueness and standing out and being that courageous person that flips the entire story here and become the change that you want to see in the world by doing it and showing people that it's actually more courageous to be vulnerable than it is to be a scared little girl or a scared little boy because you think that someone's going to hurt your little feelings. No. Remember, what they do is on them. And what you do is on you. And all you're going to do is continue attracting blessings into your life for being this open person that's receptive and that has less fear in them than the average human being. Anytime fear manifests, it's just because we're living in the past. The mind has a certain memory or the body has a certain memory and is in fear that something's going to repeat itself. And ironically, it does because of this, because of the state of being and not trusting yourself. And I feel like it's important to remember that when fear does come up for whatever reason, something happened in your past that's creating this idea and disrupting your current potential or even your future potential. So just be open, you guys. Be honest. Be yourself. Be real about how you feel. If you are uncomfortable, say it. If you don't like something, say it. If you have something to tell someone, maybe your partner or a family member, and you know it's not going to feel good, say it. Don't worry about their reaction. That's their responsibility, not yours. Your reaction is your responsibility. You just can't walk this life in fear of what other people think anymore because it's dimming your light. And your light is not something that's meant to be dimmed. It's meant to shine bright. It's meant to make people uncomfortable because those triggers that you were shining light on in other people serve as an opportunity for them to do the inner work themselves and alchemize all of their own dirts. And I think that's beautiful because you are being of service to humanity in this way, whether you know it or not. So don't even worry about making other people uncomfortable. That just comes with the game of life. It comes with the territory and it's all a part of the divine plan. So healing your masculine energy is one of the ways you can, of course, develop more ability to be vulnerable and open. Instead of being in a wounded energy and seeing this as weakness, realize that this is actually a frequency of courage. It's a very high frequency. And of course, when this happens, as you already know by now, it increases your allure because it amplifies your auric field. 
just like all of these other tips I'm giving you. It'll be the little things that you don't even think about. I mean, in a world where people are telling you what to wear and the newest outfit or just thing to get to be more attractive or magnetic, it's funny because it actually starts within you. Everything is from the inside out. Your inner glow up will respond in the physical realm. It will, I promise. And everywhere you go, every room that you walk in, you are the center of attention and the spotlight effect won't stand anymore because literally all eyes are on you. And this is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. If you're anything like me, I honestly really don't even like attention. I like laying low. I like being a bit of a mystery, but at the same time, I know that people are looking at me when I walk into a room because of my aura. It's very magnetic. But as a response to all of the inner work that I've done, it's not anything that I try to do. It's not anything that you have to consciously attempt doing when you go into inner space. It's just something that happens. And be unapologetic about it definitely be unapologetic about it. People aren't looking at you because you have something on your face. It's because you're alluring naturally. And you know what's amazing about this to me is that this just proves that at the center of it all is love really. It's the most magnetic frequency that exists and underneath it all we intuitively know it somehow and that's why we're seeking it and it signals to us this person has a crazy magnetic field radiating from their heart space because that's where it comes from and it's way more powerful than the mind's way more powerful another way you can do this is by being open and honest with your feelings when you care too much about how someone else is going to respond it's so obvious it is obvious to that person and it shows fear of some sort it shows that you were scared to say something. We're very intuitive beings, whether we like to admit it or not. A lot of times we just neglect our own feelings and our own intuition and we betray ourselves. But if we pay attention, we pick up on almost everything. We pick up on every red flag. We pick up on shifts in energy. We just tend to ignore it or brush it off or convince ourselves of something else. So just be you, be authentic. Like I said, if you're not feeling something, voice it. You should not be concerned whether someone is going to run away based on what you say because you should have so much trust in God and so much trust in the universe that what's for you could never leave you, could never pass you by. You must have this inner knowing within you and that trust within yourself so that you can practice the law of detachment effectively like we talked about in tip number one because this does tie into that be fearless and express yourself and it takes practice especially if you aren't used to doing this i know i wasn't and i had to practice a lot with my family and friends and open up and be vulnerable and this is kind of new to me come to think about it like a year ago i was super closed off i still meet people today that highlight parts of me that i need to alchemize but i'm on this journey of developing trust with my inner self and i think that's so important 
which is actually going to be one of my tips in this podcast, but let's stay on topic for now. Another tip that you can use to practice vulnerability is practice empathy. You are an empathic being, so express it and let people in and trust. Reveal it in healthy ways, of course. Don't overshare and seek attention like that because there is a fine line as with everything else in life. I think if we just remember that life is this game that we're all playing, whether we like it or not, and not as a joke, but we are definitely playing the game of life, you guys. Everything is balance, everything is energy, and we either speak life or death into things. And the key is to speak more life. Be the person that waters other people's grass. And definitely don't forget to water yours first because you do have a garden and that would be your mind and it needs to be watered. In this way, you can be a source of life and inspiration for others too, especially your loved ones that are so deserving of that version of you. So the last tip I have for you guys is self-integrity and trust. It's not so much that you don't trust other people. It's that you don't trust yourself and your own discernment. You are disconnected from your intuition, which creates this imbalance and allows the analytical mind to take over and create delusions. In scripture, this is called adding to the Tower of Babel. And the reason it's the Tower of Babel is because when you're creating delusions, right, think of laying down bricks with each thought and delusion that you cling on to. You're creating walls around your heart. You're creating walls around your mind that keep you stuck, that keep you in cycles that you continuously repeat. Because in this game of life, everything is mental. Everything is based upon your thoughts, your beliefs, your patterns, and your reactions. That's what you're going to experience in this life. And those are the only things that you have control over. I speak of this a lot. So as you lay down these blocks with your ideas and delusions, you are literally creating a tower of Babel, a tower that reaches all the way up past the clouds and you can't crawl your way out of it, you guys, unless you learn to dismantle those illusions, which is incredibly difficult, but it's doable. And you don't want to continuously do this for what, you know, if you're in a relationship, for example, and you've convinced yourself that you can't trust them and they're cheating on you and they're lying to you. And what if this and what if that you're creating your personal tower of Babel? You are, and you're going to continue attracting people that you don't trust or you can't trust because you don't trust yourself. You're always making up some thoughts in your head. And I know that it's natural for us to do this, but we've got to gain control of that analytical mind or it will gain control of us. And it's not meant to be that way. So ask yourself these questions. Are you true to yourself? Do you keep your word? Because this is how you build trust with inner self. You self-reflect without judgment, of course, but be honest with yourself. I had to do this. I've done all of these tips that I'm giving you. Otherwise, I wouldn't be giving them to you. I have walked through all of this so that I can share this with you and let you know, like, hey guys, I found out this genuinely works. This genuinely works. I'm not just reading tips somewhere and then giving them to you. These are things that I did. These are things that I have my clients do and it's effective. So just ask yourself, how does life feel to me right now? 
paying attention to how your life feels and not so much what it looks like because really all of this is a manifestation of your past anyway. Time is delayed to us and we are witnessing the past at this very moment. We're not witnessing the future. You are creating the future right now. You are creating your tomorrow in this very moment. And your yesterday is what created this very moment. That's how it works. So start just questioning yourself, self-reflecting. If you listen to this podcast, you are definitely someone that does this. And I think that's amazing. So just keep it up. I love it. I love that we're all aligning with each other and becoming the best versions of ourselves together because I'm in this with you. My journey isn't close to being over. I'm just sharing the things that I learn as I go. So yeah, another way to do this is learning from your mistakes rather than criticizing yourself for them. Use them as opportunities for growth. And I know this could be difficult because we tend to carry guilt. Oh man, I should have done this. I should have said that. I should have whatever. The truth is everything happens as it should. And of course, every decision leads to a certain outcome. And we have the freedom to make those decisions. But have that trust and inner knowing once again that everything unfolds in divine order. As difficult as it might be to accept at some level because it is. Understand that God has a plan and he trusts his plan because he trusts himself to carry it out. You realize mistakes aren't really a thing then. And again, it's very hard to accept this. I know I have been there, but everything is playing out as it should. Every single thing in this life is rigged in your favor. Everything. Say that to yourself every day. Everything in this life is rigged in my favor. Good or bad is just a perception. That's it. This sucks is just a perception. This is a bad day. It's ruined. It's just a perception. That's it. So just remind yourself. Learn from your so-called mistakes. They are not mistakes to begin with. You'll find when you pay attention. And lastly, set personal goals and meet them. They could be little goals even, like maybe you want to wake up earlier. You have got to start meeting your own goals because in this way you create inner trust and you begin to develop self-integrity because you stay true to yourself. How can you expect other people to meet your expectations when you're not even meeting your own? You have expectations for yourself that you don't even meet, but you're expecting other people to meet them in your life. It doesn't work like that because everything is a mirror. Remember that every relationship, every interaction, everything in your life experience is mirroring to you, your personal state of being. This is an amazing practice because little by little you start to actually follow through on your goals and plans for yourself. Even if it's working out, going for a walk, whatever, eating better, you carry this out and you feel so good about it because you know you stay true to yourself and you are about what you talk about and guess what you will meet people that are the same way they are men of their word or women of their word you know and I remember being in a phase in my life where I was just attracting people that were not of their word. It was so annoying because that's all I wanted at the time. But it wasn't until I became a woman of my word 
that I started to attract people of their word. And I created this amazing circle of trust because I first did it within myself. I understood that it was my responsibility and I don't need to live life worrying about how people move, how people see life. That's not my job. My job is me. The most important project I will ever work on is me. I hope you're enjoying the series so far. I think it's going to consist of at least five episodes, so make sure you don't miss one because when this is over, you should be shining like a damn star or maybe even brighter. I don't know, but thank you so much, you guys. I love you and I appreciate your support. Don't forget to leave me some reviews because for some reason I'm getting a lot of them in my DMs and in my emails, but you guys are forgetting to leave them on the actual review section. And one more thing I almost forgot to mention is May Lan on YouTube. She is an artist, an amazing artist, and she sounds so angelic. If you just lay there and feel the vibes in her music, you will feel like you are floating. And that alone is pure magnetism because... I am a believer that music helps you connect with your inner self and it moves you, especially music like this. And by no means am I promoting her. This is not some paid promotion. I just forgot to mention this little tip. I personally use this sometimes. I lay there, I lay in the dark, and I just feel this music moving through my body. And in that moment, I'm connecting with myself. So... I highly recommend her on YouTube. I'll link it in the show notes and stay tuned for the next episode.